Hey, I'm Michael Dorinda. And I am your friendly neighborhood, Jacob Bennett. And welcome to episode 104 of the North Meet South Web podcast. 104, 104. Michael, I have been doing for the last week a bathroom mm. renovation. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Although you, you're a handyman. I, th- mm. I see this like when I see you and J-Mac and others talking about your renovation projects, I get a little bit envious because mm-hmm. like I don't have the tools, I don't have the space, <laughs> I don't have the capability to do any of this stuff. I would like I have holes in my walls where I've like tried to screw something to the wall and it's been in the wrong oh, spot no. and so I've just left the yeah. hole and <laughs> made the new mm-hmm. the new one. <laughs> um I uh Yes. A little bit of spackle yeah, will go a long way, yeah, my that's friend. It. Spackle. So uh my uh my lawnmower crapped out on me the last time I went to use it. And I just thought, oh, you know, no. it's the spark plug because you're supposed to replace them every year. And I think I've never replaced the spark yep. plug in my mower. So never mm-hmm. or the oil. It's had Maybe a good run. So I went to the hardware April, store the April, other day April. to get a spark plug. But of course, I didn't check the spark plug that was in the mower already. So I get there five minutes oh, before yeah, they're closing. Yeah, sure. And I'm oh, like, course, all right, yes. I'll just get these three different sized ones. <laughs> and I'll take them home and one of them will fit. Unfortunately, yeah. one did. And I swapped them over and I started the lawnmower and I got halfway through one section of my lawn and it died again. And I'm like, well, I guess the spark plug was oh, only no. part of my problem. <laughs> and uh, so I yep. pulled the, the cover yep. off to do the air filter. And the air filter looked a bit dirty. So I cleaned that up, put that back together. Uh, and it still wouldn't play the game. And uh, at that point, I didn't oh, have no. any more tools that Man. could open up any more bits of the mower. So I thought, well, I guess I'm just going to leave my <laughs> lawn par- partially mown. Uh, buy a new one. Just buy a new yeah. lawn. That's hilarious. <laughs> buy a new lawn. Yeah, that's right. Just mm-hmm. astroturf the rest of it. Be like, yeah. no, we're not doing this game anymore. We're not. We're not mowing anymore. We we're did astroturf, astroturf the front, everything. and we were we had planned. I know we, it looks we had so planned good, to do the back until we figured out how expensive it was. And considering the front is quite a bit smaller than the back, yeah. I thought, mm. So I thought it, we might go the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the, the Italian garden. I don't know if, okay. that's, if you're familiar with that. I don't the know. The Italian, I'm not it sure basically what that is. just concrete the whole is thing. Is it like no, a rock concrete. garden sort of thing? Or? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said to Ray, we'll just concrete the whole backyard. I said nice. we'll put a basketball ring on one side. and uh, But so, uh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. That's not a bad idea. So, Anyway, I, I distract. So tell me, tell me, <laughs> went off on a tangent. Tell me how your uh, your uh, Reno went. Yeah. Oh no, no, no problem. So, yeah. So it's been um, it's been a bit of a challenge. It's like always like two steps forward, one step back sort of deal. And so, um, I took the, my wife had been like sort of begging me to do this, and so I was like, all right, I find I'll do it. And so me and Graham went up, and I was like, all right, dude, let's get started. We went like all demo day on it. We ripped off the mirror, then we took off the light, then we ripped off the vanity, then we just went took out the toilet. We just did everything, and I was like, all right, no turning back now. So I was like, okay, do or die time. Mm-hmm. So we had to go and get all the stuff at the store. And painting is no fun. I hate painting, but we painted all the ceiling. We painted the ceiling, mm-hmm. painted all the walls. Uh, painted the vanity, you know, putting the vanity top on. So anyway, but there's always all of these little things that happen along the way that like make it such a more such pain, you know, so much more yeah. painful than it needs to be. Like the vanity that we bought, the vanity top that we bought was like scratched, so we had to mm-hmm. take that back. And then that's not really super easy to repackage and take yeah. back to the store. And mind you, my son, two seconds before we had decided, maybe two minutes before we had decided we we're going to have to take it back, he had taken the styrofoam oh, and it. he wanted to make it look like it was snowing. He said, 
That's what he said. And so he just styrofoam mm-hmm. little pellets yeah. everywhere. Yeah. They're still everywhere. You never get rid of that. Everywhere. Just all over the place. Awakes. No. Yeah. Forever. It's like glitter. Mm-hmm. It just never goes away. And um, so anyway, yeah, that's going to be fun. So, but it's, it's getting there. We're getting close and uh, yeah, no. Oh, oh, there was the other thing, which was like, we had always had really low water mm-hmm. pressure up there. And so I just decided to go for it, shut off the water and ripped everything apart and found the source of the problem with that and replaced all that. So it's all, it, it like turned into a much bigger project <laughs> than it was going to be originally, but that's kind of how it goes. But you do it yourself, you, you know, if you bring someone things. in to do it, exactly. it's like, oh, it's yeah. going to cost extra. This is going to cost extra. Well, yeah, I mean, it's that, but also like it's really hard to find people to mm-hmm. do stuff right now. Like I've tried to get people, I've tried to pay people to come and fix some yeah. drywall for me. Like nobody's yeah, everyone's available. Busy. Like everybody's yeah. like months everyone's out. Super busy. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like if I want it done, I just mm-hmm. kind of have to do it or else just deal with it yeah. not being done for a while. So eh, anyway, yeah, that's been, that's been good. So spent most of the weekend doing that and we're wrapping up pretty close. Got to, got to put a new toilet mm-hmm. in and, and then a mirror. When it comes in, then we should be good. Drop it. Should be good. So I'm excited to be done with that. Whew. Drop. Yep. Yeah. Drop the mirror. Yeah. Yep. So it's been, it's been a long Mm. weekend. Whew. Tired, man. And so I actually, we were going to record last night, but I was like, Hey, I'm working on this bathroom thing. You mind if we record today? Yeah. We had not, we've only got a half hour. So we've got like a 20 minutes. We had nice weather yesterday. So we were, we were at the park when you messaged and I thought, this is great. That means I don't have to rush back home. So. Worked out well. Exactly. So you guys are kind of getting to the spring now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's nice with, and sunny uh, you're today. You coming it's out good. of winter time? Yeah, coming out of winter. Where we, we've had like cold days, but the sun's been out, so it's been good from a, especially for a solar perspective because we're just churning through it, which is which is good. I remember not realizing. I think this is you're going to think this is ridiculous, but I know I don't know if I ever realized that the seasons were reversed in the southern hemisphere. I know it's probably ridiculous that I didn't realize that, but yeah. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Until things, we the, talked, and it was like, "Wait a second, you mean that the it's not somewhere there?" Okay, yeah. okay, gotcha, gotcha. The things yeah. they don't teach you in school. This is why sometimes some Americans have a very narrow view of the world, a very narrow perspective. Yeah, I maybe they did teach that, and I just didn't pick it up. I have yeah. no idea. I mean, yeah. maybe everybody, maybe every other American knows that or knew that, maybe. but I missed that somewhere. And I, I don't know. I didn't get that. I mean, you know, when you told Graham this, he was he was perplexed as well so well maybe he hasn't got to that yeah. level of schooling yet but um yeah maybe yeah maybe hey did the toilets flush the opposite direction too yeah i heard that's yeah. yeah yeah they flush it's it gets you know you have to go in there with a suit on otherwise you get water in the face they flush upwards obviously no no it's <laughs> <that was> ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> that's not what i mean i mean like i've heard that i feel like i've heard that somewhere maybe that's just like an urban myth or yeah something, i've but. uh i've i i mean i don't even know if it's true to be honest like you know i've been up to, I've been to America a few times and I, I never really think about it. You know, I mean, who's looking look, at that? Yeah, yeah like, who's I look when go it flushes and I'm like, I don't really remember which way it goes when I'm at home and I don't exactly don't really store it. Like it's not an, a memory that I want to keep. But when I get back home, should, I go, should I go flush my toilet real quick yeah. and then look and see which way it flushes and then you should go flush yours? Should we do that? I don't, I don't think no. we need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Curiosity doesn't nah. justify it. I would totally do it. But hey, you know what, folks? You're just going to have to... You're going to have to Google that one, figure it mm-hmm. out on your own. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, uh, I hear that you've been working on some cool stuff. Uh, you've been implementing, well, first of all, a couple of things with then ping me. You swapped out Spark. Uh, you swapped out our custom billing with Spark billing, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, we'll come back to that. And then you also uh, made a uh, container, right? You implemented your own container. Yeah. You created your own container yeah. for work. 
Yeah. Because you guys don't use Laravel. At least you don't use Laravel <laughs> on your main product. No, we don't um, use Laravel at and all so you've, at work. It's been kind of cool. So you've been, over the last however many months you've been there, it's been interesting because you've taken all the lessons that you've learned from mm-hmm. the Laravel world and sort of here's the API, the conventions that we use here, and you're just sort of slowly porting them over to your system. So you're saying like, hey, you know, I don't have a container here. I would really like to have a container because mm-hmm. I'd like to swap out dependencies or something like that. So I'm going to have to figure out how to make one. Mm-hmm. And so it's been interesting to kind of watch the different things. Like you've already done like validation. I think you've done some sort of collection stuff too because mm-hmm. you guys don't have Composer either, right? So you can't just like... Pull in stuffers like torch stuff, nah. whatever is it called? Torchlight. Is that what it's called? Uh, torch? Torch uh, light? No, it's just, I think it's torch just light called Torch. Aaron, yeah, right. Aaron's thing. Torch. Yeah, I think it's, I think just, it's just, just called Torch. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, so you can't pull that stuff in either. So, you just kind of got to write it and yeah. pull up PHP land stuff and do yeah. it include and call it good. Yeah. So, I did, I did actually, uh, for, for a lot of it, we've got like this classes.php file which essentially just goes through everything that we need to include and like include once one by one so last last week or the week before i i sort of put in a an actual auto loader that you know uses names oh, well, you did. we've got at the moment it just handles the existing classes so we've just got like an spl auto load register that goes you know does the class exist at this path uh, they you know conventionally okay. named so we just like load them yep, and do yep. the require automatically but Okay. For some of the new work that I've been doing, I've been putting it, I've been namespacing it at least. So it's, you know, loading from a proper namespace so that you can infer the location. So it's, it's essentially re-implementing PSR0 and then PSR4 in terms of auto-loading. Oh, man. And so I mean, it's cool because in some senses, like these are things I always take for granted that I've never had. I just don't ever have to think about yeah. it. Yeah, it's, right? it's but funny. But you actually do now. So it's like... Yeah. You're, you're having, like you said, with these PSR things, like these are actually really helpful that other people have mm-hmm. thought through what's the best way to do this and then implemented the yeah. standard. And now you're able to benefit from that. Yeah. And that, and that's the kind of conversations that I have a lot of. It's like, why would we do it like this? It's like, well, because 12 years ago, the PHP framework interoperability group <laughs> got together and I don't, I don't think it was quite that. I think it was like 2000 and maybe nine or 10 years ago, whenever it was, whenever like it, was five, it was 2005, like yeah. it 2005, maybe it is. Yeah. Quite a while probably, ago. I mean, it might, it's probably around there. Yeah. So, you know, the, the PHP framework interoperability group got together, you know, all of the, the, the framework maintainers and the library maintainers and, and authors and things like that got together and they set out to come up with some conventions around how things could be done in a way that would be the same across projects. And just to simplify things so that you know that like if I ask for this thing, it's going to be in this specific location. So a lot of a lot of my I've had to kind of like rebaseline my expectations around what my colleagues' experiences are and their um not their abilities, but their just what they know about the world in terms of programming and sort of figuring out, you know, what these things are and, and how they work and a lot of the time they acknowledge, you know, that maybe what they had wasn't good. And it's it's a balancing act. I think I said this to you uh, on, on Telegram earlier. It's a balancing act between like this stuff works and has built a profitable enterprise versus right. this is yep. not how you scale a business in terms of like people and you know, onboarding new developers and and things like that. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a really good point. And, you know, they're at the point now where they've been around for, you know, 10 years, 12 years, and, and they're sort of wanting to bring in new features and they want to bring on new people and things like that. And they're, 
trying to get people into like this is how we do things versus bringing in someone that knows just how PHP things are done in a broad sense, you know, just, just trying to sort of work those things in. And so it's been about base reevaluating, reevaluating what I believe the baseline is of what they know and what they expect. And some of the stuff they're, they're sort of starting to come around to in terms of, you know, oh, this is a, a simpler way of doing things, you know, rather than creating a new file and then having to go into this, this classes.php and then adding another include for this new thing, we can just go, all right, well, it's in the autoloader. The autoloader knows where to look for it and it'll go and load it. And just simplifying a lot yep. of that stuff, like the amount of code that is getting removed just by implementing some of these common patterns and practices that, you know, you and I as, or, and, you know, our listeners as Laravel developers kind of take for granted. It's, it's, it's funny sure that the, the number yeah. of things, you know, I mentioned that I validation and collections and like all of these things that I'm building, it's, you know, all of the things that you take for granted. And it's like, wow, um, your frameworks do save you a lot of repetition and a lot of stuff. And they give you a lot of nice quality of life things that just make things easier. Like to query the database, for example, I don't, I don't mind writing SQL queries. You know, I, I, I started my career writing SQL queries and then, you know, we've, we've got eloquent and RMs and things like that. And it's like, it abstracts a lot of that away. So having, having the, the tools there to make things easier for you certainly makes development a, a, a more ple- pleasant experience, but being in a position where we have to like look at how we can simplify some of these things and it simplify from our perspective means like get rid of, getting rid of the craft and not repeating yourself and and bringing in objects to do things and and auto loading and collections and things like that whereas to someone who is very used to you know giant php files that have html and php and everything in them oh yeah and, i remember those days yep and like we've all been there i think and it's like well we do it like this because it's easy because everything's in one place and you don't have to go looking. But, we, you know, if it's in different files, you've got to go and look over here and look over there. And it's like, yeah, but it's not It's not about like, I don't know where this is. Conventionally, this thing with this namespace is in this location relative to some base base path. I, I had cause to like bring in views. Like I got sick of having to interpolate strings and variables and, and then you've got like HTML in there. So it's like, well, do I, do I start this with a single quote because I want to have double quotes in my attributes? But then I then it's like, then you have right. to like single quote period, dollar variable period, single quote to, to get variables into your strings and things like that. So then I went to the point where I was using here doc syntax where you've got like the three arrow brackets and then HTML and then like all of your right. HTML is just dumped in there and then you close the, the HTML at the end. But because we're using an older version of PHP, like the closing here yeah, has to be like right nice. up against yeah. the, the the left hand column, um, and then you know with with here doc syntax, you it, it forces you to do all of your conditionals and assignments and things like that outside of the template because you can't have like oh, yeah. ternaries inside of the here doc. You can just echo variables. So I created views, <laughs> like you know I've got very very simplistic like, and it's just to the point where I can. I've got a view name in a, in a similar convention to Laravel and I pass it an array of data and all it does is just take all of that and throw it into the view. And so now I've got like views in, in PHP files. So I've got access to PHP as a templating language and I can do for each and I can do conditionals and all of that kind of stuff. 
And it's really just honing in on that, you know, model view controller to separate out the views, which then gives us the ability to like, rather than having to set JSON headers everywhere or, or whatever else, I can just return a JSONable instance or I can return a view instance and then our front controller goes, oh yeah, I know what to do with this and it just like calls the render method or calls to JSON on it and it sets the header automatically. So, you know, all of this stuff just to sort of like put in a bit of architecture around like there, there is there is a, a way of doing things in the, the applications that I'm working in. There's common patterns and practices and like everything is kind of the same. So it's good from a consistent consistency perspective. So that's helpful, yeah. But for it's sure. just At like least it's not just like Wild West, right? Yeah, it's just like taking a step back and and abstracting and looking at okay, well, where do we have the repetition that we can remove? Um, right. And so it's like, well, instead of having, and where can we make things more clear too? Right. Yeah. Like validation is a great example of that. Yeah. So you know, instead of instead of having to reinvent something the same way every time, correct. right? Like, so if you don't have a convention, it's like you get to that problem again. You're like, dang it, I have to do that again. Mm-hmm. How did we do it last mm-hmm. time? Let me go see how I did it last yeah. time, which isn't guaranteed to be the same same way you did it the time before correct. that. But yeah. you know, so where I, you know what we have like, get, you know, I'll let you yeah yeah. Keep going. So where we have I, like I validation come back to like errors. The idea of sorry, I want to come back to the idea at some point of the whole like. We like it being in one big file versus being everywhere else. I, mm-hmm. I've heard that same sort of argument, so I'd like to revisit that at some point. But mm-hmm. go ahead and finish your thought first. Yeah, sure. Um, so with with like validation, we would do like the checks. You know, if if the string length is too short, or if the email address is invalid, or or whatever. So we do that, and then we set like a, a dollar error equals you know the error is whatever, and then at the end we check like if there is error, then like die JSON encode array, and then like we spit out. The, the four and I'm like, but we're doing this everywhere. Like it's in this this uh, controller method. It's in this controller method. It's in this. Like you're doing the same thing over and over again. So all I did was you know pull up a level, get the message. If there is an error there, throw an exception. Goes out to the front controller, and the front controller goes, "I've got a go. validation exception. Yeah. I know what to do with this. I know how to format it." Is the request asking for JSON? Return the formatted JSON response. Otherwise, just like spit the message out. Like all of this kind of stuff. Had they ever used custom valid or custom exceptions pre- previous to when you there, did that? No, there are no See, exceptions. See, that's a shame. Yeah. That's a terrible shame. I mean, exceptions are such a powerful feature. Mm-hmm. Especially they in cut that through all the, all the different levels. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just bubble up and goes, okay, well, it skips out of here. Exactly. It goes into the yeah. top thing. And then the top thing, because then you can see like all of the response handling functionalities in one place. There's the view. There's the JSON and the exception is at the top. Like try, catch the exception, spit out the, the, the JSON in a specific way. Oh, but you've changed it now. Like it's going to, I'm like, well, it's not. Because all of the existing stuff in their individual controller files will just like echo out HTML and whatever else. But in the new stuff that I'm working on, it will return. So this file that's required by the front controller. Oh gosh, because they're still doing that. They're echoing instead of returning, mm-hmm. right? Oh yep. no. So, you know, in the stuff that I've been working on, I return and they're like, you can't do that in PHP. How are you returning from a require? I'm like, oh no. This is a this is a like a language level construct. Like you can return from here and it but why would you do that? What I didn't know you could do that. That seems horrible. I'm like, it's documented. Like it's it's in the PHP documentation. Oh that if you return from a required file, then the thing that called the require We'll get that back as a and you, and you can capture it as a variable. This is how Laravel's um, configuration files work. You know they return an array, 
and they're yep. all loaded and they're yeah, all, yeah. They, right. you know they'll just bubble up into the the config repository so um you know just all this kind of stuff and i think they're sort of starting to to, to tweak that like okay maybe there are some things here that that are a more streamlined it's just a approach. lot of change yeah it, it's just yeah. a lot at once and they're like you know you go into this file to do this thing and then you do like this whole other body of work i'm like well I only have to do it once, but I go in there and like streamline that piece so that rather than having to change everything at once, you know, rather than having to change everything to views, well, the new thing is using a view. I've introduced the concept of a view. And the next time you work on some other part, you could just be like, return this thing as a view rather than. Exactly. Now you have the ability to do that. Yeah. Whereas, whereas before you didn't. So it's not like you're going in and you're changing all. Yeah. I get what they're saying, though. They're kind of saying like, hey, your task was to do this and mm-hmm. you did these three other things and that. Right. And you're like, yeah, but I'm also what I'm basically doing is instead of coming in with a sledgehammer, I'm coming in with like a carving knife. Right. And I'm like just chinking away a little bit of the time to say like, you know, we're just going to improve the code base slowly over a period of time. And then before you know it. Mm-hmm all these new amazing things are out there. And anytime you work on a piece of code that's old and crufty, you can mm-hmm. use these new conventions. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's no way you're going to win that battle. If you just were like, let's rewrite it. They're yeah. Like, yeah no, and I, and no I like, I'm, I'm very steadfast in my opinion that like, there is no rhyme or reason to a complete rewrite, but there is no, there is nothing stopping us from incrementally improving bits and pieces. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, once you get once you get a first your first test in the framework or not in the framework, but in the in the thing. Once you get your first unit test in there, then you're going to really be able to make some ground pretty quick, I bet. Yeah. You know, like once yeah. you can sell the idea of a unit test, but man, I remember so it's Testing funny is because hard like I feel like I'd a have to jump, Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I'd have to jump back at least a decade. Yeah. Maybe not that far maybe eight years or something like mm. that. When I remember some of these tests, some of these concepts being first, no, it probably was a decade. When I remember the first concept, I remember looking at Jeffrey ways, like he was talking about PHP unit and he was explaining how you can do this. And I was just like, okay, but why would I ever want to do that? And at yeah. that point it was because I was using PHP as a templating language. Mm-hmm. That's all I was using it for. I was like, why would I want to write a test? What, what good does a unit level test do me in PHP? It doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm mm. making sure that two things add up together. That's yeah. stupid. I would never yeah. do that. Well, it's because I wasn't building web apps at that point. Mm-hmm. I was building websites yeah. at that point. Right? And, it's, and it's tricky because so it like, sense. how do you spin up the request? In the, you know, Because Laravel will bootstrap the whole framework exactly. for you. So you can, exactly. you can just like this get endpoint or this post endpoint and, and assert some expected response. But right. like from a flat PHP project, how, how are you going about that? You know, it's a little bit more That's, difficult yeah. to, to do that you know you could probably just spin up a php local server and then run tests against that i guess but there's a we're we're a long way from that i think so and you'd probably would start with outside in tests wouldn't you you probably wouldn't start with the unit level test you probably would like boot up everything and mm-hmm. do like a feature level test rather mm-hmm. than a unit level test i'm not sure which would be easier it seems like the feature level test would be more beneficial but the unit level, unit level test would probably be easier to get started yeah the unit the unit level test would certainly be easier because you could like require a specific file and hit a specific um part of yeah. that file and then and then make assertions against it whereas a feature level right. test where you want to go outside in is a is a lot more difficult when you don't have a simple way to sort of like scaffold out the application and and make requests to it and things like that. Like you, it, you would have to talk, you know, to individual files and things like that. So it's an interesting challenge. There's a, there's a lot on the go and there's, there's a lot of stuff on there, but you know, just coming across bits and pieces, um, you know, Oh, I, I would like a null object, you know, like a model, an eloquent model. Pattern, yeah. 
an eloquent model for all intents and purposes is a null object. Like if you reference a property that doesn't exist, it'll return null. Yeah. Whereas if you're doing yeah, right, that, exactly. if you're doing that in like a PDO response in like vanilla PHP, if you try and reference a a property that doesn't exist, you're going to get a warning that you're trying to you know reference that. Well, or, just use your null safe operator. Yeah. Just use your null safe operator, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that beautiful PHP seven syntax. Yeah. Uh, so you know, this is all PHP. No, 8. Is that it's a PHP eight, isn't it? I yeah, think null PHP safe 8. is PHP yeah. eight. Yeah. 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 So you know, it's all all of that kind of stuff that you know. It's like, okay, well, how do I how do I do this in such a way that it's going to be like a smooth transition that doesn't change too much? Like for all intents and purposes, you get dollar row from a PDO response, or mm-hmm. you get dollar row that is you know wrapped in what I've called a null array. So I just take whatever comes from PDO, okay. I instantiate a new null array, and then you know you can call whatever on it. You can call it as an as an array because then it won't break the existing functionality that's using arrays. You can call it as an object because, you know, that functionality is there with the the magic getters and setters. So you can just call out and then hit so, the protected property yeah. in there. So it's... Um, does your... Uh, does it just... This null, whatever, it, it implements both of those so you can use both syntaxes? Yep. Um, yep. So it, yep, it, uses, it uses PHP's array access interface. So it defines... Yeah, like I was just offset. curious what, what, which... Which version of PHP implemented that, like started that? So it I don't know if I had access to that. Yeah, or not. yeah. So we've got array okay. access. So you've got like offsets, offset exists, offset get, offset set, offset is sure. set, uh, yeah. offset unset. Like all those those methods are there, and then we've got magic getters yeah. and setters that will just defer to those to you know to and it's you know if you look under the hood at Laravel, it does essentially the same thing to access the the protective or the, to access the, the attributes on on an eloquent model. So. It's just that yeah, kind PHP of stuff. Storm always complains about that. Mm. Whenever you try and get a attribute, it's like you're accessing this using magic methods. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And thanks, PHP Storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can turn it off. Yeah. You know. Um. So you know, there's that um, kind of stuff. So we needed like I needed yeah. some behavior on on arrays of these things. So suddenly I've got a collection, and the collection is and and it's not like we're not building a full laravel collection implementation like we don't need all of it but we yeah, need just basic, we need basic. map yep. and and like each sure. and first filter. Or, or you know these kinds of things filter you know just to kind of clean things up a little bit um we've got some data D, some dtos which really are just just named um null arrays that you know we've got the, that kind of functionality in there just to just to kind of streamline things just to kind of it, <laughs> We've got like lots of places in the code where like any set display error is true is in like file after file after file, but it's commented out. So anytime I do, you know, uncomment it, it's just like a, a, a full screen of like warnings and notices and things like that that just get hidden away. Oh, you turned the errors and the warnings back on, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you say that when you do that, it was like, wait a second, where, where are all these errors coming from? Yeah. yeah. They've been in the code. Yeah, that all is along. a scary place to be. So it's yeah. um it's good though. Yeah. It, you know, people I, I tell people about this and you know, they, they sit there horrified and they're like, Why would you do this and why would you be there? I th- I started my career as a as a developer doing this kind of work, like working in this kind of code base. And I've and yeah, I've gone sure. through lots of legacy code bases and it's always funny when when I hear other people talking about like doing legacy stuff and they're talking about like laravel 4 as legacy and i'm i'm yeah, like yeah. you sweet summer child 
<laughs> it's um and what like, I do it. Let because me tell you about things. Yeah, it's um, it it keeps keeps me engaged. Like it's it's it seems like no, a lot I can of work, see that. I really can. I can get it's that. It's interesting work to be able to like bring sure. this stuff in. I like to to like, and you bring a brand new perspective to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, and this is the thing, right? They 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 have built a a profitable business like on a on a on a code base that was written as, as like any of the businesses that I've worked at, they've all been the same. It's like build this thing quickly, get to market. Um, oh shit, it's ten years later. What do we do? Like, and then and you just keep piling yeah. on. And when when you've been there for so long in in a place, and you don't really have the outside perspective because you're you're so singularly focused on making your business work. You know, all, none of that stuff matters. Frameworks don't matter. Testing doesn't matter. I mean, testing does matter, but it doesn't matter in the in the scheme of things. Um, patterns and practices and conventions and and all of this it doesn't matter. Like, put the blinders on, and just make the business run right. And I I cannot knock any of the businesses that I've worked at for that. You know, but there comes a time in in the businesses that I've been at where they want to bring on more developers, they want to start like really scaling up the business and you can be much more agile, lowercase a, in in onboarding more people um, in terms of like, this is like, this is a PHP application as you would expect it. Pick up any PHP right. developer and all you're doing is teaching them the specifics of your business, not the specifics of your code base and how you've gone about putting it yeah, together. Exactly. Um, yep. And if you want to scale up a team and you want to scale up your your enterprise and and your ability to turn out features, you know some of these things will will enhance that. And you know this is what I've been been at in in most of my career is that kind of work. It's just that in most of my career it's been like uh, go forth and and like grow the team and grow the code and and whatever else without much resistance because there's been like this is what we want you to do. Whereas here it's like, well, this is how we've always done things. And and the conversation is a little bit different. And as I said, it's it's involved me having to reset my level of expectation around, um, you know, what my colleagues know and how they go about things and things like that. So um, it's it's a constant learning process for me as someone who's had that outside perspective to, to come in to a business where like it's been very closed off to any outside sort of perspectives. So... It's uh it's good but it's interesting. Yeah, it sounds super it sounds super interesting honestly. I can totally get that. Like some people um like I used to teach math, right? And some people are like, "Oh gosh, I hate math. It's like the worst subject ever." Like it's just so annoying and frustrating and like I totally get where they're coming from, but at the same time for me, math was always very interesting. Like it was a puzzle to solve, right? And so yes, mm-hmm. some of the different some of the, you know, solutions are difficult to get to and they can be frustrating to arrive, but it feels great when you arrive at the correct conclusion, right? And um, I just enjoy the I enjoy the the work on it, right? I like enjoy mm-hmm. showing all the work and seeing all the different steps and whatever. And so I can see like working working on an actual true legacy code base like the one that you're working on being quite rewarding in that sense, right? It's a puzzle to solve, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's improvements that can be made um, on the code base itself, not just on features that are being shipped, right? So it's uh that's very interesting. I'm I'm happy that you're able to you know find enjoyment like at that <laughs> at that place and you know probably enjoyment too knowing that you're bringing a lot of um modern practices and improvements to the code base while performing feature work as well mm-hmm. yep very cool sweet man well hey uh i know that we were going to keep this one tight so let's go ahead and wrap it up what episode were we on 104, 104. 
104. Hey, folks, thanks so much for listening. You can find show notes for this episode at northmeetsouth.audio slash 104. You can hit us up on Twitter at Jacob Bennett and Michael Dorinda. That would be awesome. And if you like the show, feel free to rate us up in your podcatcher of choice. Five stars would be much, 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 much appreciated. And uh, work vivo, Joe Lennon, my man. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for continuing to be a faithful sponsor of the show. We appreciate you. And folks, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Well-